with me tonight, uh, we have my co-hosts, uh, Peter Ray Allison. Good evening, everyone. And Giorgio Cosgrove. Happy Halloween, everybody. Woo! We were meant to have a guest. Um, we were meant to have a guest tonight, but um, they kind of went AWOL on us. So <laughs> we were meant to have a spectacular guest. <laughs> Currently lady. somewhere across the moors. Yeah, we um, were trying to talk Running to and screaming. But uh, unfortunately, uh, that didn't uh, didn't work. So uh, we are... You got us, basically. You got, got, yeah, us. You've got us. Yes, you've got us. You lucky, lucky listeners. Yeah. So, um, yes. So, gents, um, I'm assuming you're, you're here, so you're not doing anything Halloween-related. Um, I think we're here. I yeah, think we're here. here. Um, did you do anything? Did, yeah. you get, did, you, uh, uh, did you go to any parties or anything like that? I did. Oh. I I went to um, Nightmare in Nottingham on Saturday oh, night right for their Nottingham horror show, uh, Goth Night. So basically, lots of goffy people dressed up in spooky things and some fantastic music. And I felt it on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, did I feel it! Oh. And and also, I found out you can actually do use broomsticks as um, swords. Okay. Well, okay. You, you, a lot of things are swords. Yeah, well, that's how they're playing. With, someone had a broomstick and they were playing with it and sat swinging it around, making sure it didn't hit anyone. But yeah, it just makes a good sword, actually. I've got it because, like, uh, I haven't done anything for Halloween in so long. Like, I used to have a, I used to have Gearween every year. I, I'm, I'm, I'm famous for my, uh, my Geary related parties, New Gears Eve, Gearween, Chinese New Gears. Um, <laughs> So, you know, I used to have these parties all the time. I think they were always got like Gear Wing 2008. Sorry, oh. two, there was two. Well, I'm talking about the last one. The last one, was that. He dressed as he dressed as Negan, uh, which was quite. And Sean, Sean Wallace was there. Um, but yeah, that was the last Halloween party I had was five, four or five years ago. And I've got it because I really love Halloween. But um, yeah, just. You know, with lockdown, being you know, all the other stuff going on, I just haven't been able to. Um, and I, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't do anything. Yeah. I normally go out to you know rock club or rock night because always I always find on those nights people really just go for it, and there's a real kind of elastic flair to the evening on at a golf night on Halloween. So if you get the chance, go to it, because it is just an absolute blast. We went to, um, I remember we went to a fancy dress party at Saints Hollow in Manchester many, many moons oh, ago. Nice. And there was obviously, there was a £250 um, prize for uh, the best, for the best costume of my mate John. Um, he like, him and uh, my other friend Dickie, they went full out. They brought, pos- they got prosthetics. I think it cost them more and the prize and they came first and second obviously because they did really well but it's like you know there was no profit in that in that win it was just for the glory and stuff and he yeah. like he went just like a clown and stuff and um yeah that was uh that was quite quite interesting but i think the fact that they just didn't spend they spent all this money and something they won the prize and then it, you know cost them more but yeah the last halloween costume i had was that one that pete would have seen the um no i lie i lie the last costume I did was an ar- was a green arrow with armor. So I did oh, yeah. I did green arrow, but with sort of kind of like 
It's like uh, armor and stuff. The bad thing was that I spent so long doing it that I didn't get painted until the last minute. And so I was like spray painting it and stuff in the last minute. And then I went to the sort of party and <laughs> loads of people who were like coming up to take photographs and stuff. And then, oh, you, you smell like wet paint. And I was like, that's yeah, probably because it's wet paint. <laughs> it's just because I, I didn't have enough time to sort of kind of do it. So it was like last minute sort of just spraying it and stuff. But uh yeah, I do miss making costumes and stuff like that, but I'm gonna uh, maybe next year I'll sort of I'll get balls yeah. off, get balls off <laughs> to the uh, balls oh. off to the kennels or something, and then uh, I'll, I'll I'll sort myself out a uh, gear wing 2023, the long awaited gear wing 2023. And because I'm gonna win the yeah. lo- I'm gonna win the lottery on Wednesday, you know, it'll be a big fancy one and stuff, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing I say is with you and Boz, you've got the perfect costume there. You could dress as Han Solo. You could have him as Chewbacca. Yeah, Come on. That's true. Come on. It's got to be done. <laughs> oh, man. I, um, I've got a, um, I've got this model, and it's basic. I wonder if it's not in room. Uh, but basically, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a model of a knight with a lion. Um, and I went, you know what? I can uh, I can do something with this. So I got like uh, green stuff, which is like this modeling putty, and yeah. I changed the lion into Boz. So I've given it I've, instead of having its tail down, I've done its little curly tail. I put it green stuff around it, so it's got like uh, loads of like uh, little like fur and stuff. And it looks it looks pretty like him. So it's going to be me with my head with my hand on Boz and stuff in armor and stuff. I was like, yeah, pretty cool. Nice, cool. Lone Star and Barf. Mr. Wilson says <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, brilliant. Um, okay, so gents, as we don't have our guest um, tonight, uh, it's not going to be super, um, hom- uh, super Halloween related. We're just going to have a bit of a chit chat. Um, so what's been going on? I'm assuming everybody's uh, aware of the uh, the Henry Cavill news that's just oh, that's just dropped yeah. uh what's your what are your what are your views on it why do you think he's done it um well there is a couple of big reasons i think the most obvious reason um a warner brothers discovery have given him a nice big contract to go uh yeah do you want to be superman again um oh no i'm, I'm quite happy doing the witcher right how about we add an extra zero on the end of that contract yeah, all right then. <laughs> I I think that's what's happened. I think um, they went I think pretty. Brothers... They went pretty quick with the um with the the reveal on that. Um, like yes. the, the the whole like, and I I haven't seen Black Adam yet and stuff, but um, yeah, right. they they ruined that pretty pretty quickly. No, the it, rock, the rock ruined. Yeah, it. He ruined shared that, that like pretty quickly. Really? Yeah, so like yeah. he you know, shared it online and said, you know, yep, yeah, this is at the end of the film. It's like. Well, I guess it's not a spoiler anymore if The Rock's told you. Yeah, so it was literally just that that went up and then TikTok had it on there and stuff. So I had it fully ruined for me pretty early on. So, uh, yeah, there, there you go. So, yeah, it's Superman. Um, I have to say, I'm very happy about that because I think he's an amazing Superman. Like, I'm, like I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I loved Man of Steel and stuff. And I just think I always was slightly sad that he didn't get a chance to do it, another one, to do it properly and stuff, you know. Uh, Batman versus mm. Superman was, eh, Donna, you know, um, Justice League was a bit naff. Uh, the Snyder Cut was better, but still, you know, he didn't really get the time to sh- time to shine. So a new Superman film, Superman versus Black mm. Adam, maybe who knows? Um, Apparently, there are two 
um, being proposed. So there's a Man of Steel sequel, which could start filming by the end of next year. Because um, I think Warner Brothers Discovery are now trying to do this big change around. So they're not focused because, you know, they were trying to do this massive film slate that was going to be part cinema, part um, HBO Max. But it turns out they don't care about the HBO Max side stuff, really, because they got rid of um, <laughs> they got rid of the Batgirl movie. They just went, yeah, we're not doing that one now. That That's a that's a 90 million dollar write off. Um there's also a few other TV series that have been canned there because they don't want to do them. Um, but yeah, it looks like they're trying to almost like reinstate the Snyderverse without saying that that's what they're doing. And look at James, um, Gunn, James Gunn at the head. Yeah, James Gunn is headlining um, the DC movies. Like, well, the DC um, output from Warner Brothers, which is pretty exciting. That's a... That's, uh, yeah, yeah, going going from Marvel, you know, like yeah. literally gamer, uh, uh, gamekeeper turned poacher, poacher turned gamekeeper, even just sort of like yeah, that's a that's yeah. an interesting twist. I'm not sure I how think, I feel about it. He's a good director. I think Marvel, yeah, I think Marvel did cock up really badly though, because they when um, that whole thing came out with the historic tweets, which you know don't condone any of that at all. But come on, from ten years ago, the guy even said to you sorry previous times before. And they just went, oh, no, no, we don't want you. That second he got chucked out of Marvel, DC went, right, we're getting this guy. And they gave him the Suicide Squad film. And I love the Suicide Squad. Not the 2016 Suicide Squad, just so we're clear. The 2021 that's actually called The Suicide Squad. And um, Peacemaker, if you've watched the Peacemaker series, it is a fucking masterpiece. It is such a such a great show. So, um I'm looking forward to seeing what James Gunn's going to bring because after the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which is coming up in a few weeks, and Volume 3, which is out in May, he's a DC man again. And um, I think we're going to see... I know we're getting a season two of Peacemaker, which will be very welcome. And it looks like he's already... um, If he's not necessarily behind the camera on them, he is helping to produce at least two future DC movies. Yeah, I, I, so part of me time. really, because as much as I like the Marvel films um, and I enjoy them, it, it, it's always irked me that DC haven't sort of stepped up to the plate and sort of kind of come out with anything overly good. Like the new Batman, the Batman was really good. And the Joker oh, was like, the so that these sort of like little one-offs, they do seem to be really good. Mm. But they haven't really, they've tried to sort of... They, they went a bit too fa- too fast. They didn't sort of with the Justice League and things like that. They went, oh, we need to sort of we need to have a, a grip up film pretty quickly instead of doing what Marvel did and starting off and having you know a gradual build and stuff. They went, oh, we need these out now, and they ruined it. They they fucked it. Mm. So now they've got yeah. something and having the Rock, having you know the Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, in you know, as a champion for DC, I think that's only going to help their um, only going to help their cause. So you're going to have The Rock, then you're obviously going to have James Gunn. So you're going to have a lot yeah. of a lot of momentum. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say from watching the Black Adam movie, it, it's a decent film. And um, what I went into, like, I remember when I saw it. Um, some time ago because i got to see a uh, a little early cut of it which um was fine it was good obviously when i don't know if you guys have ever been to like an advanced screening 
there's no guarantee of what the full film's going to be like. So it was about 70% all the um, CGI scenes were done. There were some like placeholders, some like ana- like animatic uh, bits and um, it mostly held up. But what got me was it was the end that I saw of that film, which really did throw me off because it made me think, are they trying to sort of like keep the Black Adam side almost like to its own thing? Like, you know, Black Adam Shazam, are they trying to keep that to its own area? And then the rest of DC would go off on its own tangent or. And then what I saw in the cinema, because obviously I had to go and see what the proper result was going to be. Um, it's almost like almost a bit like a course correction. And um, you can tell that they had their own idea. They probably had ideas for years of what they were going to do with this film. And then they suddenly gone. Um, yeah, should we tie it to because I knew there was always going to be Shazam because come on, Black Adam. Black Adam is the anti Shazam. You had to have that connection but to then bring in elements of the dc universe um i won't spoil the rest of the film even though you know the thing that most people are gonna want to go and see it for has already been spoiled but it's uh it's a decent film and there is so many um little callbacks to what's happened in the because they're now calling it the dcu the dc universe so um you know take that as you will because dceu apparently was too complicated and uh yeah, and apparently, according to The Rock and according to other people, this is the first film in the first DCU phase. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I just, I just I want them to take some time and not just sort of try and mimic Marvel and stuff. Um, well, uh, they need to sort well, of... I think there's four DC films next year, yeah. so, you know. Yeah. So they've got, they've got a... They've got a because there's a bit of a lull at the minute because the Marvel films are sort of kind of they, they've had their sort of end game and now things are sort of you know they're they're trying to build up to new stuff but there's nothing you know massive that's sort of coming out at this moment in time. I think Quantum Mania will be a yeah. big step up in the overall arc for Phase Four. To be fair, it has felt like the MCU has been in very much a holding pattern where they kind of dealt with the fallout of the of the Thanos. And it's taken over. And granted, we've seen that in Far From Home, No Way Home, in um, Legend of the Ten Rings. It feels like a lot deal with the fallout from it. But now uh, we see yeah, like but, build up for what's going to come next, the next point of the bad term, Big Bad. Because I, I mean, yeah, because I think a lot of people were saying that Phase Four was sort of like the grief period. Because yeah. uh, if you look at One Division, you know that was um, that was grief. Obviously. Yeah, suffering from the loss of vision. Yeah, um, the... We've also had um, Black Widow, um, you know, dealing with the technically the loss of her family when the Avengers broke up, and then obviously her loss um, with Yelena. Um, Falcon, and the Winter, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was dealing explicitly with like the, how the world has changed. And to be fair, so is Hawkeye as well, like dealing with the loss of his, his friends. Hmm. Uh, the, the, and that's that's what I think. I understand what Marvel have gone with in Phase Four because I think they've tried to almost like you know develop this new path. And there are little bits and pieces that are tied to it. So uh, the end of season one of Loki, we get the uh, variant of Kang the Conqueror who's tried to keep the timeline as just one straight line, but then obviously he dies, and you know, there's now multiple timelines. Um, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in, includes the idea of incursions, which are you know these events that can wipe out a whole universe, which we're going to see a lot more of with Kang, obviously as the big bad. And then, as you say, 
Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We're actually going to get a full-on Kang the Conqueror, who, um, to be fair, Jonathan Majors just looks perfect in the part. He looks really menacing. And only a few, I think it was only a day or so before that was when the trailer for Creed 3 come out. And again, Jonathan Majors in it. And the guy, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the things I try not to, like, I try not to make it too obvious when, like, you see a guy on screen, you go, wow, that guy looks tough. But see Jonathan Majors, like, hench and everything it's like yep um any avenger goes to him he's just gonna fucking knock him out in one punch that's like, <laughs> like no no chance you just you just give up already that's, that's time. yeah so yeah. yeah you've got you've got quantumania coming out um but currently there's a bit of a lull so there there is i, I think they're starting that like like pete said there's that holding pattern where they've sort of been explaining the grief and trying to sort of kind of pad things out and then they're starting to build again so dc have that time to maybe start something without feeling yeah. rushed and they can sort of kind of reset themselves and get uh, uh some momentum going on and it's like henry cavill a superman is he is he is uh, my favorite superman and you know i you know i love christopher reeves and stuff like that but it's like like henry cavill as superman was just ideal for me i think it's so good and um i just don't think he's ever had the chance and so i'm really happy that he now has the chance to do it again. Um, there's also rumours that he may be the new James Bond, though I'm not a hundred percent sure I don't about that. Think to be honest, so. yeah, I don't, I don't uh, know if he would suit James Bond. To be honest, he's too clean cut. I think mm. with, with with Henry Cavill, he's just not. To a, be fair, though, Roger Moore, Roger Moore was very clean cut. You think about it. Yeah, he's just not one of my favourite Bonds, though, is he? And stuff. Oh, kind I, know, of... I know, but that's the thing. I mean, it's all about. <laughs> different interpretations of the character. I mean, Sean Connery was a, a different take. Uh, to be fair, the most accurate take so far was um, Timothy Dalton with uh, Living Daylights and The Future Kill. He brought the killer uh, to Bond to the forefront. It yeah. wasn't the most popular one, but probably the most realistic, for want of a better term, when you're pl- talking about James Bond. Yeah, I think... It, I enjoyed him. Yeah, as, as much as you've got, like, um, Henry Cavill as uh, Geralt from... The Witcher, which he's not going to be after season three. Um, I'd love to. We I mean, could have everything, all the uh, personality behind it all. It always comes down to the money. That's the basic reality. I want to know what those contract he had with the Witcher series. What Cap- Henry Cavill had? What, what sorry? What contract Henry Cavill had with the Witcher? Did it expire at the end of season three? Um, and did they not renew it? Wow, well, well, that's a good point because he has said in interviews because um, I think the creators that when it was first coming out said they had a seven season plan, and he said I am attached to the whole series. I will do the whole seven seasons as long as the writing, uh, as long as the story feels right to me. Yeah, because he's a massive so- nerd. He enjoys it, and apparently there's stuff about the like people who were doing it just didn't like the books and didn't like the uh the games and stuff and i think he's very much a case of we're not doing it justice maybe i don't really want to stick around yeah i mean the writing has been divisive i think would be a the most diplomatic way to put it i mean some i've had issues with that first season with the whole time jumps and which we've never adequately explained especially when you've got immortal characters you have no clue when when it's taking place and the second season was fine 
I like the way I like the way the, in the in the second season the song uh it sort of you like start questioning you know what's going on and what about the time jumps and stuff so I kind of like that they sort of kind of did a bit the jibe did it yeah, yeah like they jibed on it it was very meta yeah um, it was very meta but I'll say it's what get out clause what get out clauses were there in that contract mm-hmm. if there was one did uh, was there a penalty that Kevin had to pay. Who paid the penalty? It could was just be I... that they. It could just be against like money. He's probably just because he's he's probably um you know he, he probably was negotiating for the next season or whatever, and he was just like you know I've been offered, I'm not being offered mm. Superman, I've been offered because he had to he had to ask uh for the season three of The Witcher he had to ask permission to to do the um to do uh the Superman cameo. Um yeah. and uh, he had the so, and they were he couldn't tell them what it was and stuff yeah um and so they were all right with it but I remember something like was Henry Cavill in Mad Men he was in... do you remember... I don't think he was in Mad Men he was in he was, he was in, uh, was the Tudors Hen- the Tudors yeah he was the Tudors he, was, he, was he did a cameo of Superman. Or did some reshoots, but they wouldn't let him shave his moustache. No, off. that was uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Mission Impossible, sorry, yes, I yes, knew. Yes, I, it was Mission so, Impossible Fallout when he had the when he had the, the tash and um, yeah, and they had to CGI yeah. it out. Yeah, but, in the, but the thing is, but the thing is, they um, DC actually offered DC and Warner Brothers actually offered um, the uh, Paramount who made Mission Impossible yeah. Seven. They actually said to him that we will pay you um, whatever to CGI on the tash or, you know, to, to pay for a prosthetic. And they just flat out said, no, you're not doing that. And imagine, imagine what that could have probably cost. That would have probably cost like within the thousands, maybe tens of thousands to get a decent prosthetic tash. No, 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 no. Instead, they spend $20 million to basically make him look like a Ken doll. Oh, that no, is, it was really weird. That is yeah. atrocious. Yeah, it was really weird. Um... But yeah, like I so, said, so again, it's the whole kind of studio took a war with Henry Cavill. I mean, this, and to his credit, he has accrued a lot of uh, star potential through his choice of roles and his acting. So, yeah, there would have been a but lot of money. I don't think work. there's any bad. I don't think there's any bad blood with Netflix though, because he's still playing Sherlock Holmes in the Enola Holmes. Very much so. Yeah, which um, who wants out this week? He's, yeah, he's actually a very good Sherlock in Enola Holmes. I like him. He's fun. He's very fun as Sherlock. He has a very kind of deadpan approach, which is appropriate for the character because the guy was, you know. And also, he's still got the build on him as well. So that's yeah. like, that's crazy when you just see a Sherlock Holmes. It's yeah, just I, like. I don't think. Sherlock... <laughs> Sorry. Right, I mean, there's been various interpretations of Sherlock Holmes. I mean, probably the most faithful to an extent is BBC Sherlock. Um, you've had Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock Holmes, which in a very bizarre uh, film series, but still it's fairly true to the character in that uh, Robert Downey Jr. can like essentially predict what's going to happen, kind of analyse the situation and just see how it all plays out in his own mind. Mm. But yeah, the almost g- the genteel detective is very much to the forefront of Henry Cavill's version. But also, don't forget, um, Sherlock in the original novels was like he did uh, Batista, 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 the stick fighting, and he was a you know a boxer as well. So 
having mm. that build there is not not uh, uncanonical. Uh, I can't speak for a second. But yeah, but was um, is le- like a legitimate interpretation? It, yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think he, I, I think you know I don't think it's bad blood or anything. I think it's probably. I don't yeah. think there's any nefarious thing going on. I think he's. Just, oh no! Yeah, I think it's just good. Basically, um, he has star power. DC wanted him, and DC and DC have got yeah. the finances to say we want him. How much do you want? Here's our checkbook. Yeah, pretty much. Can can we make a bit of mention to his replacement though, Liam Hemsworth? Yeah, I don't think that's a bad. Um, I don't think it's a bad. I, choice. I, I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. I think it's. I think it's an okay casting choice, and um, you know, I would have been happier if Liam Hemsworth had been cast from the start. Yeah, it is slightly mm. annoying when because it's gonna, it, it is going to be a bit weird, and you've got you've basically got. You know, Henry Cavill's sort of take on Geralt is uh, on Geralt is, um, you know, there's he's going to have is yeah. There's certain things that you're going to kind of get used to. So they're going you're going to have a new character. Does he take on what Henry Cavill's already done and try and go there, or does he take his, do his own thing? If he does his own thing, then you're going to have a uh, it's going to be a bit odd. Um, hmm. So we'll. I I wonder if we're going to have um I, I don't think we're going to have that stark of a difference. I mean, um, someone was saying to me it's going to be as noticeable as when um Richard Griffiths um no not Richard Griffiths so Richard Harris when he was playing Gandalf when um he passed away and then it was Michael Gambon that took over because the ga- um Gandalf the actual, Gandalf for God's sake um. Wrong franchise, dude. Yes, I know, I know. Joe, it's because I'm... Albus Dumbledore. I've been, I've been, superior franchise, I've been, obviously. I've been, I've been watching... I've been binging through that Lord of the Rings series and I'll just keep getting the, the bloody thing. Dumbledore, yeah. You mean Dumbledore? And, uh, Dumbledore, yeah, I know, I know. I know. Well, Dumbledore is a rip-off of Gandalf. I don't care what anyone says. Um, Anyway, Agreed. so, yeah, so, um, yeah, when, when he was cast as Dumbledore, because he took on a very different appearance and, yeah. uh, you know, whereas um, Richard Harris's Dumbledore was a lot more colourful, a um, lot more out there and bright. Um, Gambon's one was arguably, you know, had like a darker colour palette he was wearing. Um, but he to be that, fair, that, that they also had different directors as well. Yeah, oh, I get that. But then, um, but you know, we didn't have, it wasn't until Michael Gambon's one when, um, you know, we were actually getting the annual speech where yeah. he's going to all the students, you might die this year, but, you know, good luck to you. Um, <laughs> which was, yeah. But, um, School yeah, health safety at its best. But I don't know if it's going to be that big of a stark difference. But um, do you mean... remember Spartacus when yeah, when that, he um, Sam, when that yeah was... he died of yeah, cancer? Was, um, yes, um, Liam McIntyre. Yeah. Who Joe? You know I didn't read it properly at first. I thought it said Liam McIntyre was replacing Henry Cavill's The Witcher. I thought, oh god, he's taking over another franchise. Um, good on him. Um, but. Joe, you know I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to see that the look. series is going to carry on. They were similar in look, yeah. um, so they it, oh it, the sparkles. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were very, very very similar, and sort of the the way the sort of the acting and stuff was very similar. So it wasn't overly a massive like it was a sh- it was a massive shame that you know you know he you know oh yeah, um, but that couldn't be helped. Yeah, you know, that was... so it so yeah I, you know but. We'll see what happens. I want stuff. to see how they're going to handle the transition. I mean, it's going to be do like Dallas, where you know, it wakes up in the bath. Wake, <laughs> wakes up in the bath and good. Like better yet, end of season three, uh, Geralt, Peter Henry, is fatally stabbed and says, and is left lying there, surrounded by enemies, and the words "to be continued." 
the season four kind of Henry uh, Cavill's uh, not Cavill um, Liam's in in the bath as, as Geralt um, flaked out and wakes up and goes I had the weirdest dreams. Well, the thing is, you could have because you know you you got transformations and stuff like that. Yeah. And he could be injured badly, and then he has to be. You know, there's lots of there's lots of angles they could use in a, in the world oh, of magic gonna, and stuff. It's going to be the Doctor's regeneration, isn't it? Yeah. So or, he's just going to glow orange for five seconds. Or it could just be. An, it could just be. They could go off course, and they could just have another Witcher. Actually, yeah. I mean, that'd be I'd be happy if I was that. Yeah, they could just do another. Oh. They could just do another Witcher. Um, again, it's it's good, you know. Because I'm not the books wise, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure whereabouts they are uh, in the novels and stuff. But um, they've gone off completely. Yeah. Off, off. <laughs> so if they've done that already, then you're you know because yeah. I've not read them, so um, I'm a bit at a loss. Okay, but you can, I think the short stories are better than the actual novels. Is my personal take. Yeah. But- yeah, go, going forward on The Witcher, they do need to keep it with Geralt of Rivia. Um, I still remember what I, I think was one of the, well, I think what was still one of the worst decisions ever made in um, any TV show. Do you remember the Robin Hood series from the mid 2000s? Um, Jonas Armstrong was playing Robin Hood and it had oh, um, yeah. Richard Armitage as Guy of Gisborne. Um, I quite enjoyed that show. I thought it was really good. End of season three, they killed off Robin Hood. Yes, they you did. Think, and you think, oh, okay, that's a okay, that's the show done. No, they actually wanted to make a series four, but with Robin Hood dead. Maid yeah. Marion is dead. Guy of Gisborne's dead. But oh yeah, we're going to try and carry on the show anyway. How? How do you think that's going to work? Well, it, you know, it was basically all about um, uh, Richard uh, becoming the new Hooded Man, the new Robin Hood. And taking on the mantle and having to deal with the legacy of that, he is not Robin Hood, but he's kind of live up to that the image of the character. And he didn't, and he had his own very much to take. And when he started assuming, following his own path, and trying to create his own legend rather than live up to another, that's when it was just an interesting take. I mean, it was great writing. I don't have any issues with them sort of killing off. Like, I mean, it's 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 a big sort of it's a big thing. Um, but you know, if as long as they do it properly and there is sort of some sort of um, you know connection between it, then yeah, I don't. I think one of the best ways I've seen a TV series handle the fact they've changed actors is in Altered Carbon. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where basically yeah. it was Joe Kinnaman. Um, left the show, who played the um, title character Takeshi Kovash, yeah. and they brought in Anthony Mackie. And reason and how to get around it? Simple. Uh, uh, Kovash is to work, is basically um, you know, a brain implant. Yeah. It's been uploaded into another body, and it doesn't matter. What, it doesn't matter what gender, colour, race, ethnicity. No. Blue, green, pink, black. Who cares? It, you know, Kovash is just a, mm. a personality that's downloaded into bodies. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was readable. I mean, personally, I preferred um, Joel Kinnaman's lockdown intensity compared to the more emotional Anthony Mackley, but that's again just purely my personal taste. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. So that's a big. That's a big thing. I'm glad uh, he's doing it. Uh. Just because he he is the uh, he. 
he's such a, he just seems like such a nice guy you kind of want good things to happen for him and stuff because you know he just mm. you know he just seems genuine plus he's a massive nerd mm. and he likes warhammer and stuff like that so <laughs> i think he's you know, he's he's a bit of a darling for all the tabletop gamers out there and stuff um i'd love to see him in a in a in a warhammer film of some sort that would be awesome yeah. So he would good. make a, a very good um oh uh oh what's an inquisitor oh eisenhorn uh, eisenhorn yes he'd yeah. make a very good eisenhorn i don't know because i think i think he personally is like i think he'd want to be something like he'd want to be a primarch or he'd want to be he'd want to be but, a yeah, maybe but eisenhorn is such a great character i mean someone like i mean without putting words in his mouth to be fair but i could see like someone who was so deeply invested in the background of Warhammer, he'd be up for playing someone like Eisenhower, but that's, well, again, that's my said, personal take. I think he said um, that if he, because they question him about that and stuff, and he oh, said right. um, if I took, he has to be very, it had to be very selective because if he chuck, he chose that, that would mean he wouldn't be able to play a Primark or something like that. You know, he said because okay, he's basically, he's basically said that as much as, you know, he would love to, that would sort of mean in the 40k, you know, he couldn't be somebody else and i think he's got his eyes like if they did a like if if hbo or somebody did a horace heresy uh yeah, series yeah. like game of thrones uh, that you know they, they have the resources to do it um you know and it's whether it games workshop will be willing to like not sell that license to yeah well HBO. i think you know uh, yeah but it's just like games workshop shouldn't do it themselves because they just don't really have the when when they try to do their own sort of kind of movie type things that doesn't really do well but when other people do it so you've, if you've seen that sort of kind of because they've got warhammer plus now but they've taken all the sort of kind of fan made stuff and it's now on there and uh i reckon if they gave it to somebody else who kind of you knew how to do it because games workshop were notoriously bad when they, when it comes to their ip uh and giving you know their ip they're a bit sort of really super protective but then they give it out to really shit companies and stuff like that and they do really bad jobs so they just need to be careful and hbo big company could do it justice you know there's a lot of money you know yeah could... that's the thing it's a lot of money and again it all comes down to money i know but it's, it's you know that is something there's loads of background story to loads of lore they could put they, you could put a lot into it the only issue i think is it's quite niche for some people that being said game of thrones was niche and yeah. uh, it was niche and that became massive and stuff because you know they had walking sort of... dead was equally niche that was just a comic black and white comic book yeah yeah there. so uh, so it's it's, it's I, potential i think it's i think it's finding the right the right grab if you get something that gets someone straight away if you get the word of mouth out that's how you get the success but i think if you do something in a very similar vein again you're not always gonna you know expect that second you know, that second bit of luck. Um, I mean, look at, I mean, well, just look at some of the fantasy, fantasy shows that have been launched. Um, there, there ain't, you know, I, I like fantasy. I like sci-fi. I like things that are very up there and explosive. But, you know, a lot of them you do have to invest a lot of time into. You've got to be able to give yourself to a lot of shows and, like, a lot of hours. I think, yeah, like, like Pete said, if you haven't got, you know, if people um, are thinking, oh, you know, that's a little bit too much for me to take in. That's, I like something a bit more casual or I don't really want to dedicate my time. That's, you know, that's when you go from having a show that has a potential but has a 200 million pound plus budget 
first series doesn't hook people, they go, well, okay, that's fine. That one's gone then. We don't touch that again. And then that's uh, that's a big loss. But I think Game of Thrones, when that was done, Game of Thrones at the time was, you know, that first season was the most expensive season of television ever. And it just grew from there because people were going to it. People were watching it. And then look how, look how big the books blew up as well. You know, the lifetime sales of the books have now times by 10 since the show debuted in 2011. That is crazy. You know, how many people think after watching the show, they go, oh, let's read the book of it now? Because most people go, oh, I'll watch the film or I'll watch the show instead of the book. You never have that again. I don't think you'll ever see that again. It'd be good if it did, but... He's yeah. 75% done with Winds of Winter, allegedly. He was on uh, uh, Stephen Colbert, and he's like, oh, 75% no, that done. book is gonna... never coming out. Yeah. That book is never coming out. We're talking 11 years now since um, since book um, number five came yeah. out. You know, there is no way we are getting... We are, no, we are never getting Winds of Winter. No, this no, is no, gaslighting no. you now, Matt. This is like, you know, it's an abusive relationship. It's just like, I don't even know if I, I'm bothered about it anymore. It's like, I really... There I is really, no book. There is no I book I was really six. desperate just... for it, and now I'm just like, uh, especially after the, the finale, season finale and stuff, I'm just like, eh. I'm just like, I'm not even sure if I'm not bothered about it anymore, mm. but it's like, it's like a part of me is just oh. because I've got the point think... and I want to carry on, but it's just like... If you're I think looking, it's having that closure. Yeah. yeah. If you're looking for a really good series to get into, then I recommend The Peripheral on uh, Amazon Prime. Ooh, I want by, to watch that. By William, it's based on a book by William Gibson. Um, so, you know, significant pedigree there. And if you say who, I will throw you out the window, Matt. Just saying. <laughs> I, I like how you said Matt and not me. That's... um. Well, I can see your reaction, to be fair. Oh, oh I, I, I like William Gibson as well. Yeah. And, yeah, it's really well done. It's basically by the same people that did Westworld. Yeah. So, again, ching. And it's really, really good. This is a series you have to pay attention to. It's not a casual view. You can't just paint your models or read it or scroll your uh, doom scroll on Twitter. And, well, you have to watch it. But it's so well done. Really, really, really well done. And they've got many of all the kind of ritual characters in there, and they've been realistic, not realistic, um, accurately portrayed. There's some additional information in there uh, that wasn't in the book, but still, it's all kind of syncing up nicely, and it's really well done. I'm mean, really enjoying it. And I'm having to explain a few bits to uh, Kelly because the writing very much. Of, uh, um, mirrors Gibson's own approach where he'll just drop in words um, in the book that you have no idea what they mean and you're kind of reading the book going nope still not got not, not got a clue not got a clue <laughs> then about 40% 50% of the way through everything starts coming together in your brain and you're oh that what it means and start thinking about it so I'm having to explain to Kelia like okay right this is what that means this is what they do. This is what the haptics do, and so on. But yeah, it's really, really well done. And they're kind of the way they adapted it for television. They've kind of accepted the limitations of the medium. I said, okay, we can't adapt this from the book because it just will not work in the television medium. But we can do this instead. So it's working really, really well. And watch it because it's so good. It's, it's a cyberpunk type thing, is it? Oh. Oh, yeah. cyberpunk is the best way I can put it really it's cyberpunk in ethos rather than in visuals 
It's got to go based on the mentality without all the kind of um, cyberware. Uh, but yeah, it's a can be a bit of it messes your head a lot in terms of identity and uh, agency. Mm. But it's incredibly well done. Okay, some of this. I've still, <clears throat> I've still got to catch up on um, um, House of the Dragon because I've got like uh, four, three or four. I just the, started that. Three or four. I just started that this weekend. Yeah. I'm, go- I'm, Matt's going to throw me out the window here and saying, I'm not enjoying it. I'm sorry. It feels to me basically like Dynasty, but with dragons mm. and a lot more shoving. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not hating it. You know, I just yeah. sort of like. I think my my sort of feeling about it was just because I was I had such a bad taste after the Game of Thrones yeah. and stuff, so I was just not really that bothered. But yeah, uh, from what I've watched, and I watched up to episode five so far, I think. So I've got five more right. back. So and uh, um, I, I've, I've enjoyed I'm impressed. It. I'm actually I'm into episode eight. Oh, okay, and I know I. Uh, and I know, like you know, the I know all the stuff because I've obviously read the the book and stuff. So I know about the civil war, and I know all about all the stuff that's sort of that's sort of kind of ensuing. And to be honest, to tell a lot of the, if you've ever if you've watched Game of Thrones, you've paid attention. They basically tell you about a lot of the characters and what happens to them in <laughs> that and stuff. So that, you know, you kind of know what happens to yeah. some of them anyway yeah. because um, it tells you in I, the Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think my problem with it is that. I just don't care about any of the characters. You know, like in the first season of Game of Thrones, you had um, Sean Bean. Sh- Sh- Sean Bean, basically. Ned Stark. Uh, uh, Ned Stark. He was kind of like you know, the hero, the classical hero. And you kind of, everyone's drawn to him. Now, because of the nature of the show, you don't have that in House of the Dragon. So I'm not kind of grabbed by any particular character because all they've all been just been ticks to each other. <laughs> It's been like I don't care. You've been I think, I think, uh, I think King of Viserys is 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 good. I think uh, your man Constant Constantine, what's his name? Uh, Paddy Const- Constantine. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think he's really good. I think he's he's, he's done a really good I job. I like him. He's yeah. a good actor. He is, and he's a good actor in general. Yeah. Um. So. Um, but but do you know what I've I've really enjoyed because I've only watched the first three episodes of House of Dragon and I've quite enjoyed it so far. But I found that this year has kind of been if it's been anyone's year i think it's been matt smith's because um mm. him as damon targaryen i i think he's brilliant he's just got that he's got that horrific you know look to him you know he's someone who uh, can have that calm demeanor but at the same time he just has that one little twitch and he just goes out and kills a hundred people with, like no effort at all it's it's an amazing and you know even in morbius you know such a such a shit show of a film but he actually made it watchable. You know? he, um, he, he, he did quite well as uh, the Duke of Edinburgh in uh, The Crown as well, if you've watched that and stuff. He, mm. he he played that really well. You know, it just felt like, you know, felt like yeah. him. Um, so that was, he's quite good. I, you know, I, I never really rated him because I wasn't a massive Doctor Who person, but when I've seen him in other things, he, he has quite a good range. So he, he does, you know, mm. he does play his parts very well. No, he's good. I think I think it's because, um, you know, and I don't say this in any way near bad because I am a big Doctor Who fan and, you know, I'm a great admirer of David Tennant's work. But Matt Smith has sort of been able to step away from Doctor Who really well and go off onto his own projects, whereas David Tennant, he's always had that Doctor Who shadow on him. And, for, you know, spoiler alert for anyone who didn't see it over a week ago or looked on the website, 
they return its back as the Doctor again. Oh, um, because only three that. episodes, though, is yeah. it, or something, isn't it? Three, three yeah, three episodes that are coming out next November. Okay. Because no, pl- it's the 60th anniversary next year. Who was it he oh, played in um, uh, Jessica Jones? What was the name of the Purple Man? Yeah. The Purple Man. That was really that was a re- Yeah, that was a really good, like, yeah. seeing him as that. He also plays in... Um, uh, oh, what's that? What's the animated thing? Uh, Ducktales. He's Scrooge McDuck. No, not Ducktales. I know that, but he's also he's um ah, oh, what's it called? Deep Deep Space? No, not Deep Space. Um, oh, uh, Final Space. Final yes, Space. The yeah, Lord Commander. It, and you don't, you don't, you would never know that is him and oh. stuff because he does a really different accent. But he's in that as well. He's oh. he's voicing that. It's really obscure. Yeah. You would never. Give me a hundred guesses. I'll be like, no, I wouldn't. It's a really it. good series as well. You know, it's just, um, you know, it, it's very poignant. Yeah. It's got some really good music and stuff like that. I really enjoy it. Um, it's a lovely show. I, I absolutely love Dead Space. And um, uh, Dead, see, this is the this is the thing because I'm reading so many other things. I get all these days <laughs> and stuff. Um, Final Space because, yeah. and the horrible thing is, I finished Final Space season three a little while ago, and you know, not to spoil it, it definitely wasn't the end. They they should have made a season four, and I really hope that one day we either get like a like a finale episode or something to tie it together. Because yeah, um, yeah. I think it was one of them shows that I watched on a whim. I saw it come up on Netflix one day, and I was like, yeah, "Okay, let's give it a watch." And I went from thinking, "Okay, this seems all right," to being, "Oh, I've just watched eight episodes of this show. I must be enjoying it." It's like, "Yes, I am." And it's not just that, but it's a great voice cast throughout Final Space as well. There is some fantastic actors. Even Ron Perlman's in it, but then Ron Perlman's in everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a guy. Yeah, it's just a guy. You just bring him in. <laughs> yeah. I should tell you what was a good show for just being perfect a cast, and that was Sandman yeah. on Netflix. Oh, yes. That was inc- I mean, this was a TV show that was for decades cited as the unfilmable. You just could not do it. But I think just this year, we kind of got the CGI capability to really pull it off. And mm. they've done it. They've actually filmed the unfilmable. And really, really well. I mean, I grew up reading Sandman in the 90s. Loved it. And, I've, yeah, the CBC was fantastic. I um, uh, clearly never, had never read the Sandman. Never watched, never read anything by, by Neil Gaiman. We watched it together, and she loved it just as much as I did. So this is the best thing we've watched in years. Mm. And to the point where she goes, I've got any Sandman comics. I mean, Kaylee is not a comic <laughs> reader. She does not read comics. She doesn't like them. But she goes, oh, yeah, I've got any time. And Neil Gaiman, yes, we do. <laughs> of course we do. Yes, we I have a question. right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, I, I think it's great. But I yeah, think it's a great like, show. You talk about, they've got, they've got Wendelin Christie as Lucifer. Who is perfect? Um, you and also Patton Oswalt as uh, Matthew. Yeah, Again, yeah, yeah. I perfect, but he absolutely nailed the character. Just uh, little kind of inflections. Yeah, but but I've got to say, my favourite casting is um, Tom Sturridge's Dream. I think he yeah. was just flawless in that performance, and it, you know, because I was expecting, um, like you know, almost like a Mick take on the voice, because I really wanted Dream to. To have that that deep tone, but you know he's got to be able to convey the emotion in that tone. And I, I thought nah, it's going to come over a bit cheesy. It's not good. And from that first scene, um, when he starts 
when he starts talking, when he's um, when you know, when he escapes from his imprisonment, I, I thought, yep, yeah, this is definitely the right guy. This is definitely yeah. the perfect yeah. casting. But I love the show. I think all yeah. the, and, um, you know, you even know? give props to um Boyd Holbrook who played the Corinthian. Oh yeah, yeah. really good. Yeah. He was very, very good. Yeah. Oh, and Mark Hamill was Merv. Yes, Merv Pumpkinhead, yeah. Yeah, Mark Hamill, which again mm. inspired casting. Um, Vivian uh, Ashampong as Lucian. I mean, mm. it's yeah. what But again, she nailed Lucian's dedication to their role as the librarian. And um, the lady who played Death, I'm sorry, I'm just quickly trying to remember who played her. Uh, that was a really good angle that they did with that. It was just sort of, it was just, yeah. It wasn't what you sort of would expect, you know. I've Kirby, Kirby Hal Baptiste, yeah, yeah, was very perfect good. as yeah, Def. I very mean, good. She, she would nail that. She, your mm. best friend. Yeah, yeah. It was sort of like you I... know, death. It wasn't like death is death is there just to guide you to the yeah. uh, to the afterlife and stuff. And it, it it's like you know, they're very reassuring and just the whole thing. Just yeah, very beautiful, very very. Yeah, it was good. really delicately and sensitively handled I thought for what could be a very difficult subject to approach especially on mainstream television on Netflix and then just nail the character the nuances of the characters so well I mean one thing for me I mean one of my favourite epi- uh, issues of The Sandman is The Sound of Her Wings which was adapted as episode 6 of the same name of The Sandman and at the end of each passing there's a line that said the and I hear the sound of her wings. Now, in the TV series, minor, correctly minor, but at the end of each death, you hear the sound of wings. And mm. ah, oh, that's what it sounds like. Which, to the Sandman nerd like me, was just, oh, that's, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I now know what it sounds like. Yeah. And um, one of my favourite scenes throughout the whole series was... Um, you know, when he goes to the pub every hundred years to meet yes. Bob Gadlin. Yeah, it was amazing. I think, really I think that was done really well. Yeah, that yeah. was very well written. And uh, yeah, do you know what? I, and I'm really annoyed that Netflix haven't announced season two yet because, uh, you know, it had good viewership. It definitely is one of the strongest shows Netflix has put out for a long time. And Stranger Things, maybe. I'm, okay, all right. But Stranger I'm talking things. about like as a debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, Stranger Things season four was was brilliant. Yeah, that, that that's, Did you, that, did you that, talking about Netflix? Did you watch obviously the Dharma? There was two things, obviously documentary, and then there was you know um, Dharma. The the the. No, I, I like I like keeping my dinner inside. It, yeah, it's 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 it, it's 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 dark. You kind of it's it 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 it, it sort of messes with you slightly because. You have this sort of, you kind of feel slightly sorry for him in a weird sort of way because he is so sort of, it, it's weird because he's, he's kind of inoffensive in a lot of ways and stuff, but he's just fucking, you know, and he's obviously being messed up through genetically and being a product of his environment and all kinds of things. And then he's done yeah. some horrible stuff, but you've got this sort of kind of like, you know, this guy never had a chance, but he was... He's done some horrible stuff, and you're—it's very confusing because you're sitting there yeah. watching it, and you're just like, "Oh no!" And then you know, it's quite—it's not super graphic, but it's like 
it's quite disturbing in a lot of ways. It gets under your skin, I imagine. Yeah. One thing, yeah. I, sort of, one thing, like if you watch the um, the documentary as well, it sort of has him talking on tapes and stuff like that. It is quite chilling. Um, but mm. the one thing I find slightly, and we're we're at Halloween now, so a lot of people dressing up as him, which um. I think is on is very sort of, uh, it's not very tasteful. It's very uh, it, there's a lot of stuff on TikTok and people are using the you know, I just want to take some pictures and stuff, and you know it, it's all well and good to sort of mm. pick fun but. at something a big thing that's been on Netflix and stuff, but it's like there's a you know a lot of people killed uh and eaten and molested and um you know horrifically murdered by this guy and you know it it, it seems slightly you know wrong and i don't i'm not really keen on seeing people sort of kind of dress I, is that any different to playing like the like the kirk well suppose it is it's a real person yeah um yeah well, it's like i i understand i like, so there, you know it's but it, it's it's also it's recent because it was like sort of mm. you know it, it yeah I would say recent in the last sort of you know in the nineties and stuff you know it sort of tail end the ninth, sort of started the start of the nineties I think but I think it's people understanding um, you know like when they come you know, when someone goes oh you know this is the the go to dress up for Halloween and things like that is a difference between people that actually know you know why this person is known for what he did. And then you got the people that go, oh well, it's a, it's a good style choice. It's like um, when the boys season two come out, and people are saying, oh, you know, um, Stormfront's going to be the uh, the next big costume and whatever. It's like she's a Nazi. No, Storm- <laughs> she's yeah, she's she's a hundred year old Nazi. You know, I don't yeah. think that's um, I don't think that's really gonna you know, it's really gonna work. Um, yeah, because and, did, did some cosplayers get stick for cosplaying yeah, Stone? Yeah, I think Tabs did it, and I'm not sure, and I don't know yeah. because you don't see because she did it, but I think I don't think she realised sort of who that the character was um, because I think once they sort of went, she's a Nazi, uh, those pictures sort of kind of disappeared. Um, so it's like you know you you don't want to be sort of dressing up as a super a super mm. Nazi, effectively. It, yeah. it's never going to go down well. <laughs> No, um, but yeah. that's what I mean. It's it's about understanding, and I think you know people were after the last few years of what um's gone on in the world. I think a lot of people now start thinking, "Hang on, is this actually okay to be going out and doing? Is this really an appropriate idea?" Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's good because you know we are. I think people are learning a lot more, and they're actually thinking, "Well, hang on." And, and the fact we are, we are having this conversation. Yeah, but that's it, and um, I'll you know. Am I doing the right thing? Am I going to insult people? Am I going to upset people? And I think now that that is in your head, that's actually you're actually thinking of that. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's not a bad thing to think. Oh, actually, am I going to affect anyone? Am I going to upset anyone? Because you know, we don't want to do that. That's that's, that's normal. You know, yeah, just Listen. um, you know, just just be considerate. <laughs> Well, unless you're on Twitter now, because um, <laughs> uh, oh, Elon yes, Musk is next. Elon Musk is now uh, owner and has basically unbanned a load of people and by, it's uh, by the entire board, as far as yeah, I can understand. And he's basically, you know, yeah, he threw away. <laughs> and it's just sort of like it's all about free speech. So basically, you're just—it's just going to be the wild west. You're just going to get a—you're a, a, just going to get all the crazies on Twitter now spouting oh. off racist yeah. comments and stuff and saying free speech, free speech. Yeah. 
I've read somewhere as well that he's, uh, Elon has asked like the lead developers to kind of print off the code they've been working on in the past week or so, and so they can sit down and have a sit down and go for the code together. It's like, mm. okay, is Elon Musk has Elon Musk ever done any any actual coding? See, this is it. Um, this is one thing. I, this I is think thing, he has. But I, this is it. Cause I. I had it in my head. Now he's obviously a very intelligent guy. Um, he's all, you know, you, you can't be that rich without sort of having some. And he's some, the creator of PayPal. Yeah, so you can't have that mm. sort of you know be you can't be intelligent yeah. without so you can't be that rich and you know he's he's obviously a very good businessman. But mm-hmm. I had it in my head with like SpaceX and stuff. So I saw the documentary about SpaceX and stuff. I thought he was a, like a scientist and stuff. I thought he had any of it, but he Ooh, doesn't. No. Have, he doesn't. He basically hires people to do it, and they do it. And so he obviously knows enough to sort of get these businesses running and stuff, but he doesn't do any... I, like, I had it in my brain that he he was this techie guy. He was sort of kind of, you know, an inventor, and that why he was just like, you know, he was the new Bill, Bill Gates. But he's not. He's just a businessman, and he's just a very good businessman. So it's sort of, you know, it makes a lot more sense when he's saying stupid shit and, uh, you know you know, making bad decisions and stuff. You're just like, oh, all right, so you're not actually, you know, a, you're not actually a tech guy. You're just super rich and very good at your job. So. Yeah. Um, he's, to be fair, he's put, done some incredible things using his money. Like, you know, this, the, the, um, SpaceX. Yeah, he had Starlink uh, as Rocket well over. Starlink. Starting in the Ukraine, yeah. Although, to be fair, he did try to get out of funding all that. And then when he said, oh, no, it was being funded for about six months or so. Hmm. And then he turned around and said, no, I'm not not willing to pay for it anymore now. Yeah, but but then he's trying to get out of buying Twitter. Yeah. Well, he's a weird guy. He's a weird guy. It's like you don't know how to take him on the stuff. It's like, you know, it's like part of me is like, you know, well, we wouldn't have these amazing things if it wasn't for him. But then it's like... He, he does say some, you know, I'm... Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he's a complex sort of guy, and I'm just sort of, I'm not sure how I feel about him and stuff. You know, it's just like, he obviously has, there's a lot of good that he does, but then there's sort of, you know, a lot of yeah. other stuff that I'm just like, just not sure about. And it's just like, the whole Twitter thing, it's like, I understand free speech, but there has to be a line between free speech and hatred and stuff. And it's just yeah. like, you know, mm. you know, if you're literally going to go on and say repugnant shit, then you shouldn't be able to because that's well, not benefiting like, anybody, even if it is free speech. Yeah. It's just like it's so we have we have literally um, discrimination laws yeah. and hate speech laws in the UK. So essentially, the best way would be to kind of apply those same rigor to how we kind of you know. No, essentially leg- legislate how we can ap- approach other people and how we can behave and apply to online behavior. I mean, there is a push in that direction. There is the online harmers bill, but it doesn't really focus on uh, hate speech it, or cyberbullying. It's all sort of cyberbullying. It's, I, I don't think we're going to have I don't think we're going to have this whole big war zone thing. I think that people are expecting Twitter to become. I think there's going to be, I think there will be a few changes. You know, when any company has changed hands, there is always going to be things that are going to happen. I don't think it's going to be 
unregulated at all. I think we're going to still have a, a but, fairly, I think yeah. we're still going to have a fairly strict policy to it. I no think matter gonna... what happens, yeah. the Twitter is not, you know, above all laws. It will still have to, if it wants to be used in certain regions, it will have to abide those regions' regulations. Exactly. The EU has that and they said, like, oh, like, I think it was uh, Elon said, oh, yeah, uh, free speech here we come, oh, words to that effect. And mm-hmm. um, and basically the EU parliament said, well, yeah, but you still have to kind of, you know, follow our regulations. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh. I think it's to be fair, just don't be a dick, you know, just say and speak to people as if they were you know in front of you mm. Mm. just mm. don't be a dick it's a dick. very simple I mean, just, yeah, just like that don't be a dick and that's the name of the podcast um <laughs> <laughs> don't be a dick but but um the thing is though i i mean i still use twitter to a, a fair degree um i'm not as mad on it as i used to be a few years ago when um when i was doing um radio i used to be on twitter all the time uh, it was a good way like communicate with people you'd um you know get messages back and forth you'd be able to get feedback on things that are going on around you um but then obviously do you guys still use twitter that's, i mean that's a good point really well we're, we're streaming on twitter at this moment in time yes um we're streaming on twitter. Oh, yeah, okay. i use twitter yeah. a lot Hello, um, <laughs> i use twitter a lot i mean i'm on there kind of as a freelance journalist uh promoting writing i mean i'm just on Speaking of which, I've just done an article from the BBC to, uh, today, just gone online looking at arcologies and the technical feasibility. So you've got bored for five minutes, read that please, it's really good. But seriously though, I mean, I do use it a fair bit. It's a useful way to kind of find editors that I need to speak to. It's a useful way to promote my work or kind of you know, approach people. It's, I mean, like I use Twitter for my professional facade whilst facebook is very much me my family my kids mm. doing dumb stuff mm. uh so like, because i can control like i can I'm more happy share like your thoughts of the kids where i wouldn't do that until, because that's public facing yeah mm. okay so uh before we move on to our uh our, our 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 pop quiz um does anybody get anything else that is um they want to talk about um I'm, oh, I've got Sci-Fi Weekend coming up next month. This is where you're, go- you're, you're going to be uh, a uh, an interviewer. Yes, I'm going to be interviewing there. Um, I'm going to I'm going to be interviewing Jeff Cummins, uh, the uh, an artist that's in album covers and also a Doctor Who book cover artist, and there's also interviewing Catherine Evans, um, who's an author. So it's interviewing there and yeah, take about the cosplay. So I'm working on my first one right now. Oh, interesting. What are you doing? What are you? What are you going as, Pete? Ah, no, you'll you'll find out. Oh, okay. Assuming it goes to plan. I mean, uh, yeah, this is my first go at it. And are you using EVA foam? Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I'm my first go at EVA foam. I've never used it before. I'm I'm much more, I'm much better. I'm more comfortable at modding something, taking something, and then just kind of modding it to my needs. But with this, what I'm working on right now, I need to kind of build some. You got a heat um, gun? No. So, well, so basically when you're using EVA foam, um, you can, um, you can basically seal it afterwards. So you use the heat gun and it it sort of kind of seals it afterwards. And then you can put a bit of Mod Podge, Mod Podge over the top of it. Well, one thinking is, I mean, 
this was this it's going up in the bin to be honest because it's completely wrong it was meant to be an arm brace and I realised that I can't actually put my hand in it to put it on properly so I can't really budge that one and also I made it the whole, whole thing too long for my arm so I can't actually bend my arm when I'm using it so again it's going in the bin but uh, I've got I know what I want to do now if that was my dry run which I'll a bit of an expensive driving, not too expensive, but expensive enough. If you well, no, if you're looking for more foam, EVA foam, um, you can get you know uh, B and Q. You know those mats that you get uh, for garages and for oh, yeah. uh, things. Uh, you know the ones where they, they fit together. Um, yeah, those they're, like, those they're black, and you get them. They, they yeah. usually put them in garages or in sort of like like for That's dogs. A bit too thick of what I need. I mean, this is five mil. Even that was a bit thick, to be fair. Yeah. Um, what, what is it? Oh, I suppose you can't tell us, but it's, you know, it, it's just because it's quite cheap. And, it, yeah. it, you know, as long as you've got a nice... Well, I just happen to live 10 minutes away from um, polyprops. Ah, yes. Okay. So it's literally like, hang on, I could just nip there and pick something up. You could. You, have you ever used Warbler before? Warbler? That... I've heard of it, never used it. So it's basically a thermoplastic. Um, yeah, it's emolded, don't you? Yeah, and so you want you if you want something now. I I used it uh, many moons ago, um, and it it it's it, it's quite versatile. So what you would do is you get a thin, you would get a thin uh, type of foam, maybe what you got there, and then you basically put. Um, the warbler over the top of it and you use a heat gun and it sort of kind of melts onto the ship and then you can sort of kind of uh use the heat gun to to the bend it so it gives it that more rigid feel without it looking mm. like foam but then you can sort of it, it because it's plastic when it sort of sets it sets hard so you yeah. can use it to sort of kind of mold stuff and it's quite useful quite a good okay. sort of thing well i've only got about a week and a half until sci-fi weekend so yeah, I'm I'm literally doing some arm braces for the the build, but it should be interesting to see what I come up with. I mean, it's very very much a learning experience, and I'm enjoying learning about it. But yeah. time, I couldn't need to spend so much time on it before all the other writing to work on. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, this is the first sci-fi weekend uh, in three years because the last one was um, end of October and start of November 2019. Right, wow. So it's been yeah pandemic and then due to the flight restrictions in place they couldn't get guests over uh, so decided to kind of delay it again so now this is like the first one in three years so it's been interesting to see what it's like i mean i've seen some friends i've not seen there for several years so it's gonna be a good one i expect i mean um leroy rogers is going to be there level up okay. leroy. yeah yeah level up Leroy. so it's going to be great to see him as well um john robertson with the dark room yep so yeah, we're probably going to try and bag him for some time and also get him back in the podcast. Oh yeah, funny man. Like I, I honestly oh, I never laughed so much in my life for that podcast than him. Hilarious. That's what probably insulted the entire world. But yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, yeah. So I'm looking really looking forward to it. Yeah. What about you, John Joe? Anything else? Oh, do you know what? Um, now next week Friday, because um, we've been talking a bit about Marvel stuff. Next week, Friday, is when Black Panther Wakanda Forever comes out. And um, my partner, she don't like any geeky stuff, really against it. Anything that's considered superhero, um, sci-fi, anything like that, she just calls it cartoons. Don't matter (laughs) what it is, it's just that. It's cartoons. It's rubbish. Um, But 
next week Friday on its release day she's agreed to come and watch the new Black Panther movie um, and uh, how I sold it to her was um, I said don't see it as a superhero movie see it as like you know a cultural piece because you know we're looking at you know Wakanda you know this is a fictional country yes but you know fictional country from the continent of Africa you know and I said there is a lot of African imagery that is used in the first movie, which I can only assume will be carried over to the second. I said, then, you know, you're going to get these, uh, you're going to get these, um, you know, Namor and his people. I said, they have a very, you know, they seem to be casting a lot of Latin actors for this as well. So I said, you know, there are going to be some great cultures that will be displayed on the screen. I said, how often do you get to see this in a big budget movie? Has she seen and the first she kind of went she, for it. Has she seen Black Panther? No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pushing it too far. You know, I'm going, so with she's one going film, to see right? one and she's not going to realize what's going on. And it's like, I, I have gone for, no, she understands, she understands the bare basics. So she knows that um, Black Panther is a Marvel character. She knows that Chadwick Boseman, who played Black Panther, has sadly passed away. And she understands, and I've told her, we do not leave the film until the film stops. I said, you know, mid-credit, post-credit scene, you sit. And she, she went, oh, well, you can sit there. I'll go to the toilet at that point, or I'll go and get a drink or whatever. I went, um, okay. I said, but I won't be leaving. I'll be <laughs> sitting in my seat. I'll be staying there. And... Um, <laughs> But, you know, we'll see. And if um, by some reason she does enjoy it, you know what? I said, I've got 29 other Marvel movies for you to watch. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, <laughs> almost like a dozen TV shows now. I'll tell you what, you're going to you're gonna have some fun. We're going to um, – and I got told, don't push your luck. So, yeah. <laughs> what did you think of uh, – talking about Mark, did you, did you like the finale of She-Hulk? I liked it, yeah. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. I think it was um, – and I, I know some people that really hated it. And I just uh, I just said to her, but, you know, it's not a big full-blown CGI fight. It's not a sky beam shooting stuff up into the air. I said, you know, this is something unique. This is something funny. This is something that, you know, diverts your expectations. And it does it in such a great way. I said, how could you hate this? How yeah, did yeah. you say? I, I thought it was great. You, and having, yeah. having uh, Kevin as the as the robot and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Kevin plays the oh, robot. God. Really and also, to be fair, a big CGI fight is not really appropriate for a lawyer. Well, that's it. Yeah, I think oh. it, it played to what it was. Um, yeah. I thought, you know, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, you know, yeah. loving Charlie Cox's, you know, Daredevil again. Yeah, and... again, he was good. I mean, he was true to the character yet adapted for the tone of the show. Yeah. yeah. I I think it's great. I think it's the way of looking at it, in um the Netflix shows, he starts off his character doesn't care about himself. He just, you know, he just wants to deal out his own justice. And I feel I want to see it more as an evolution. You know, he still wants to deal out justice, but he's doing it at the you know, if he can do it in the courtroom, he settles it in the courtroom. If he can't do it in the courtroom, that's when Daredevil comes out. And um, I like that back and forth. And, yeah, yeah. you know, he yeah. just, I, he's just fun. You know, he's just, he's, you know, he becomes this guy, you know, who can have a bit of a laugh. You know, he, he obviously, you know, has still got that bit of darkness to him, but he's just, he's yeah. just fun. Well, I mean, Daredevil in the comics was, had his dark to him, but also he had this kind of flamboyant personality where he was very much a de- literal Daredevil. He was kind of, um, uh, very much uh, carefree in that regard, mm. and mm. you know he would 
um, he has quite a few romantic um, partners. Mm. So again, so going with Shield, yes, that would be absolutely fine for him. And I had no problem that it made sense. Both are lawyers, both are incredibly intelligent. They have to be to become lawyers. And just, I'd love their kind of um, interplay when they're kind of discussing whether um, this guy could be, like, you know, could uh, claim insan- the insanity clause. And they're discussing <laughs> it about it between each other. But yeah, that, and just really nailed that. Oh. And I was happy to see um, Matt Murdock smiling. Yes. Yes. So just, but been- it's, it's the scene. Um, when he walks out of Jen's apartment, he's oh, yeah. carrying his the boots, still in the full outfit. Walk of shame. Yeah. That was brilliant. That uh, was so good. So good. Yeah. yeah, and also, um, they, yeah, it's like, I just saw some guys in the walk Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, that was one of my favourite lines, and I'm going to horribly misquote it, so please be away from me, is um, She-Hulk at the end to Kevin. Because well, that's, that's what Hulks do. We smash bad endings and... The fourth wall? And, and, sorry, and the fourth wall, and sometimes uh, Matt Murdock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is just someone that is works. so yeah. happy with who they are. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. A lot of fun. Like, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. And again, it needed to be, it could not be more of the same. Yeah. It, it, each, if you look at each month, they're both totally unique. Each has a very own, you know, style, writing, and tone to it. So I'm glad that it could very easily have been like um, Marvel show Mark V. No, it wasn't. It was completely different. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why Disney Plus is actually working, because they've been so totally different between each show mm-hmm. and each film. I mean, uh, look at the films. Um, Shang-Chi, it was a kung fu film. And as someone who's, who you know does kung fu, I loved it. Yeah, I really, basic, I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, for the first half or so of the film, Shang Chi's superpower is that he's really good at kung fu. <laughs> and well, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, again, that was again another fun film. Just like, and it was very knowing of itself, hmm. very aware of his heritage, and it really kind of respected. I'm kind of hoping that now, you know, with with these, I'm kind of hoping, because we spend a lot of these podcasts talking about MC, uh, 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 Mar- yeah. Marvel stuff, and then DC get the odd sort of like, why, what, what have they done? Because, or this is gonna... because Marvel have got something out every week, yeah. that's why. So I'm kind you of know, hoping at some point in time we can have a, lo- a prolo- more prolonged conversation about the DC stuff that's coming right. out, and, uh, you know, where they're going with that, so hopefully. Yeah, Joe, I'd love, to, I'd love to have a proper discussion one day on um on dc but talk about the animated shows that came out from like 1990s up till like the most recent because yeah, yeah. um everyone talks about batman the animated series still probably my favorite cartoon of all time yeah but you know you got the superman series which was really good um you also had batman beyond which was fantastic yeah. still a great show uh justice league justice league unlimited again two other fantastic programs um yeah do you know what and there's there's so many other spin-offs as well that don't ever get a mention and speaking and of the films uh, mm. speaking of animated just has anyone watched anyone watched cyberpunk edge runners no 
Not yet, no. Oh, that's really, really good, actually. The art style isn't really to me. It's just personal taste, personal that style. But the story is full-on cyberpunk, and it's telling that Mike Pondsmith was involved in the development of the story. But yeah, and but this is not a kid's game. Yeah, don't watch it with children, please. Just don't <laughs> look. I, I mean, the cyberpunk game itself is rated 18, so I wouldn't think the anime would be any any less. There has been some... Well, you look at some... Um, um, I, mean, game. I mean, the cyberpunk game, one of the things, if you're a male character, you design how big your penis is. So, obviously, that is not, you know, for anyone under the age of 18. Come on. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, but, cool. We will uh, we will move on to our uh, our final section, our uh, our pop quiz, uh, before we call it, uh, call it a night for tonight. So, gents, um, what are we going to go for? Oh, who's first? <laughs> if not, I I did some with my friend Sam. So I do a, a sort of tabletop gaming podcast with my friend Sam um, on Sundays now because we don't do these on Sundays. Called the Hobby Hoarders Podcast. Uh, it's just sort of my tabletop gaming, and we we did sort of some sort of some Lord of the Rings ones yesterday and stuff. Um, so I, I've got a Lord of the Rings one for you if you want to go for that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, Lord of the Rings, sixty seconds. Go. Oh. Okay. Is it in the original original trilogy? Um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy films. Yes. Are they in the prequels, like uh, the Rings of Power, or no? Okay. For a minute. Are... <laughs> no. <laughs> are they a character only in the films? Um. Oh God, I. Oh, I'm gonna have to think. Um, yes. Oh God, it's okay. been such a long time. Yeah, because it, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'll say yes. I'm gonna have to check that. Now. Okay. Are they only in the first film? But are they in all three films? N- they are in two of them. Two of them. Okay. Are they in the first film? Yes. The second film? Um, no. And but they are in the oh. third film then. Yes. Okay, so the first and third film. Okay, are they um, part of Simon's forces? Um, she. I think she might actually be in the book. Oh, so oh, it's just a female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, she is in the book. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, she's not. So no, she's not a bad guy. She's not. Yeah, it is a she though. Yes. Okay. So that's your minute. So give me one more question, and then have... is she an elf? No. Yeah. Uh, is she a uh, hobbit? She is a hobbit. I can't remember her fucking name. I think I know it is. <laughs> is it Samwise's wife? It is Samwise's wife. What's her name? That's it. I can't uh, remember her name. Sorry, no. It's no? just Samwise's wife. That's it. Rosie Cotton. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, you're absolutely cool. right, Matt. Yeah. That was really bugging me because as soon as I said Hobbit, I was like, "Yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about." But I just couldn't get a name. Yeah, Samwise's wife. Yeah, Samwise's <laughs> wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's mine. Who's up next? All right, um, Pete. Have you got one in mind, or should I go first? Please be my guest. All right, um, I'm going to go for a DC character. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so DC. 60 seconds go um are they in a film 
Yes. Um, are they? Have they got a film of their own? No. Are they a good guy? No. Bad guy? Yes. Uh, uh, female? Yes. Female bad guy. Um, DC, female bad guy. Catwoman? No. Um, Ra's al Ghul daughter? Ooh. No. Talia al Ghul. Talia al Ghul. Thank um, you. Yeah. Um, evil, bad guy. DC. Okay. Um, she's had, and she's been in a film, so I'm just thinking films. Yeah. Okay. Poison Ivy. No, not Poison Ivy. Uh, is she a Is she in the Batman films? No. Is oh. she in the Superman films? No. Is she in the? Uh, oh God, it's a minute. Okay. Shazam. That's... No, no, not Shazam. Uh, okay, so. One more question, then I guess. Right, so we're not we're not in Batman, we're not in Black, in Black Adam. No, not in Black Adam. Oh. So she's bad. Not Batman. Not what other ones did we say uh, she wasn't in? Um, no, not not Batman, not Superman, not Black Adam, not Shazam. She's got films. I'm trying to think, DC films, DC films. She's a bad guy. In Justice League. No, so not, not just. Don't mean just me. I mean, um, the Suicide Squad. No, 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 not Suicide Squad. God, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here. Um, yeah, I give up. Not sure. Okay, Pete, you got any last guesses in the Wonder Woman films? Oh, okay. I mean, I think we've gone way beyond the minute, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't know. But go on, go on. Let's see, let's see if Pete can get it. Um, I don't watch DCEU films. Um, Wonder Woman's <laughs> bad day. <laughs> That's just as bad as Samwise's wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, mean, I, I really enjoyed the first Wonder Woman you know, up until about the final arc, where I just got a bit. New sky. Um. Any. Anyway. Um. It is actually uh cheetah. The uh, um. Villain from Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. I didn't watch nineteen eighty four. Never seen that. I didn't watch it. Oh, trust me, you're not missing much. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. That's why I don't watch um, it. I didn't watch it, but yeah, which is a shame. It, it makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. it's Kristen Wiig playing though. Yeah, Kristen yeah, Wiig yeah. is a fantastic actress. But I'm um, sitting there yeah. kind of going, "What? I've I've seen all of the I've seen all the DC Marvel ends, and I was like, I haven't seen. Uh, yeah, I didn't see nineteen eighty four. Yeah, yeah, okay. And um, also a very, a very underrated character in the Injustice 2 game as well. Yeah. Very, very good, so if you can master her. Okay, Pete, what are we going for? Okay, uh, James Bond. Ooh, very Ooh. interesting. Okay. okay, so James Bond, 60 seconds, go. Uh, are we talking uh, Sean Connery, James Bond? Um, yes. Ooh, Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Is it Q? Uh, no. Okay, is it good, good? Are they part of the Secret Service? No. Are they uh, a part of? Are are they are they a, a villain? Yes. Right. So they're a villain. So is it Doctor No? No. Is it Goldfinger? No. I actually said it's not part of John Connery. Okay. It's not sure. Is, is it not... part of Roger Moore? Yes. Oh, is it's it? Is, is it? Is it uh, Jaws? 
Yes. Yeah. Wow. Ah, yes. As soon as you said Roger Moore, I was just like Jaws. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Go me. I was trying to think of I was trying to think of um, Roger Moore's villains. First one I thought was Solitaire. Obviously, live and let die. I was like, ah, yeah, Jaws. Yeah. I love the actor. Um, he's, he's in um, he's in uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Richard Keeble. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Very cool. Good. Very good, gentlemen. Um. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate uh, your time. Uh, Always a pleasure. Yeah, hopefully we'll mm. have uh, some more guests for you coming up. Um, Looking on it. Coming up Ooh. soon. Um, so for tonight, I've been Matt Geary. With me has been John Joe Cosgrove. Take care, everyone. I'm Peter Ray Allison. Good night, everyone. And if you're going to sci-fi, we can do it. I'll see you there.